0: Love Talk Radio Good morning, good morning This is First Lady Evangelist Teacher, student of the Word of God Danielle Wilson with the good news, the good news of the glorious gospel. This is Teaching Tuesday, August twenty ninth, twenty seventeen. Glory to God, eleven thirty a.m. Central Standard Time. And I first like to say, lesson the prayer out. Glory to God to the to the people. I was going to say, folks. <laughs> That's a Southern word to the folks that are in Houston and the surrounding areas. Glory to God. Let us keep them lifted up before God, keep them in prayer, their property their family members, their pets, my God, glory to God. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine, an old girlfriend, well, not she's not old, she's like my age, but we came up in grade school, and she called to check on me. Such a sweet, sweet, wonderful thing to do, to have friends. Now, she's in Indianapolis, and she, uh, one of our other friends that we went to school with, they were talking, and she said, Danielle is in Houston. And my friend girl said, oh, no, 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 I got a call and check on her so she called to check you know to see how we were doing and everything and of course we're not in Houston we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area but I was sharing with her she's like Danielle you got to come home you got to come home I miss you so much you've got to come home that is a wonderful wonderful thing I attribute that to how God has created me because I have not created myself and I thank God so much that I did not allow the atmosphere you know that I came up in which was a good atmosphere you know on a good um, neighborhood and us coming up as kids, you know, we had good friends and everything and stuff. And it was like a neighborhood family type deal. So my surroundings weren't bad, but I give all the glory to God for how he created me and my mom and dad. And, you know, I had nothing to do with it, kind of, sort of, as a young girl. So she was saying, Danielle, you got to come home. You got to come home. I miss you so much. And, you know, just sharing some great things. Her name is Karen. And I asked my listening audience and the saints of God to pray for my friend girl my friend girl, my longtime friend girl girl, we went to like grade school together and then high school and we're like like grandmothers now, okay? And she's still calling, checking on me and I'm still checking on her. So I was like, well Karen, that sounds good. I do need to get away. That's really good um but the weather in Indianapolis like right now is snow you know and i grew up in it so I'm not i can drive in it and live in it and everything but i've been away from it for a while and it kind of concerned me with the snow on the ground and everything And she was like, Danielle, she said, you know what, it's not like it used to be. She said the weather here, she said we didn't even really have a winter. Like I think she said last winter or a couple of winters ago, how uh, Indianapolis didn't really even have a winter. And I remember when I lived there all the way into March and April there was still snow on the ground. And she was sharing with me the other night that that's not so. And I say that to make the statement of the weather, how the weather, the climate of the weather, you know, they spoke about global warming and things of that nature and the rains and the winds in Houston and what's happening in Houston now. And then how my friend girl way in Indianapolis, Indiana, way Midwest. From South Houston, how she was saying the weather has changed. You know, listening audience saints, it is time for us to get our house in order. The Bible says that we work out our own soul salvation and fear and trembling. For those of you that are not saved and not born again and not filled with the Spirit, because the Bible says that when Jesus comes back, He's coming back for His Spirit, He's coming back for a church without a spot or wrinkle or blemish or any such thing. And you don't want Jesus to come back and find you with your works undone. You don't want him to come back and find you, you know, smoking reefer in a club partying or with somebody you ain't got no business being with in somebody's bed. You ain't got no business being in glory to God. You do not want Jesus Christ to come back and find you like that. I'm reminded of my pastor. God bless Bishop Wendell Archie and the Refuge Temple Ministries, he gave a testimony. He actually asked the guy to get up and testify on what he had went through. And the guy really did give his whole testimony. I guess he was a little embarrassed, you know, and if it's not guys' timing, I understand that. <laughs> if you're called to the carpet to give a testimony and, you know, you really haven't died to it, or you really don't have the understanding of it, then I can understand how someone would be a little hesitant on sharing the whole truth of the testimony. So Bishop kind of just went ahead, you know, and divulged. And what he said was, the guy was like, I don't know what sin, but sin is sin, okay? The Bible says there's no, we know there's no big sins, no little sins. Sin is sin. And I don't know what he was doing, you know, what type of sin he was doing, and that's not the point. The point is he had a dream, and when he woke up, he woke up in hell because of what he was doing. When Christ came to get him, and when it was his time, he woke up in hell because of what he was doing. Now, the brother couldn't give that complete testimony, and I understand why. You know, he may not have got delivered. He may have been a little ashamed of telling that testimony that when he died, he woke up in hell because he wasn't living a right life, because the ministry that I came out of is strictly holiness, okay? He teaches the word of God and to live our lives for Christ and to strive for perfection. So he may have been, you know, just a little hesitant and a little embarrassed to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth because he was in a holiness teaching church. Um, You know, so I got that on him. But my point is, we do not want to have Christ come back and find us with our works undone. We want to be completely doing what God is calling us to do, striving for perfection. No, none of us are perfect. There's only one perfect man. And the Bible tells us to mark that perfect man. For after that man, at the end of that person, at the end of that man, there's peace. And we know the only perfect man is Jesus Christ. So if we mark him, his ways, his attributes, how he walked, you know, when he walked on the face of the earth as a man, yet chosen by God as God's son, hallelujah, and had the authority that God had given him, yet he walked as a man without sin, hallelujah. So if we can mark him and what he does and his ways, which are not our ways, Glory to God. We'll end up in peace. And when Christ comes to get us, we'll go back to glory with him. You know, when we stand before Christ and Father God, he'll say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the rest of the Lord. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Just me speaking those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Who wouldn't want to hear those words, you know, Coming from, let alone God, just coming from like your supervisor or your spouse or as a child, their parent. And, you know, that person that's in authority says, well done, or you've done a good job. You know, that makes you feel good. That makes you kind of confident, you know, encouraged and kind of proud of yourself in a good way. Not arrogant proud, not snooty proud, but pride and proud of what you've got and what you've attained and how you brought it to the table and all that great stuff. It's the same way with Christ Jesus. Father God, when he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant of a surety, I know that's going to feel good to us. Not just our soul, our spirit, our mind, but we will then be changed into a new creature. This old thing is going to pass away, and I got to slow down, you know, because I can feel it. I can feel it. Glory to God, and I I need to kind of digress just a little bit and slow down and let God have his way in my life. But we don't want, you know, to have Christ come back and find us with our works undone. Thank you, Jesus. So let us keep Houston, Texas, and that surrounding area that was hit by Hurricane Harvey. Let's keep them in our prayers. Glory to God. If you have family members or friends that are in the Houston, Texas area and surrounding areas, do call and check on them. If you have to Facebook them because the phones are down, you know, send a Facebook, glory to God. Somehow, some way get in contact with your family and friends and make Make sure that they're okay. Thank you, Jesus. Because like I heard someone say, you know, on the news that we can lose our houses and we can lose our cars through the Hurricane Harvey and we can lose our things and they can be replaced. But when you lose a person, when you lose a loved one, you know, when you, when you lose a family member or a friend, that person cannot be replaced. The only thing that stands in its place are memories. Thank you Jesus. And um I know like I heard on the news that uh, the day that I heard it there were two people that had died because of Hurricane Harvey and whoever's friends and family members those two people are what they have now in the place of those people are memories. And we pray that they're good memories, glory to God. We pray that they're blessings in their life. And, you know, we play, pray, <clears throat> excuse me, for their loss. Thank you, Jesus. So let us keep um, Houston in our prayers and in our thoughts toward God, and that our thoughts be altogether lovely and altogether good. My husband Pastor Wilson was sharing with me just a few minutes ago that people were saying that God is um chastising Houston and that's why um they have the Hurricane Harvey. <clears throat> and all the waters and stuff because God is upset with Houston. Excuse me, i got to get a sip of water. Because God is upset with Houston, and, you know, so he's bringing wrath and and damnation on the city. You know, people have so much to say. They're always saying something about somebody or some situation when they have absolutely no idea what's going on. How do you know what God is doing with Houston? How do you know even that God has anything to do with Hurricane Harvey in Houston? It is hurricane season. It is the tornado season. Glory to God, with warm weather and cold weather mixed together, you know, and the rains and stuff, that's the formula for a hurricane. That's the formula for a tornado when the different Uh, climates of the weather come together. How do you even know God has anything to do with it at all? People just have so much to say when they just need to pray. Stop saying and start praying. Glory to God. Okay, let's say just for instance, maybe, if God did have something to do with Hurricane Harvey in Houston, are you praying for the people? Are you praying for the city? Or are you just saying Saying is not going to get anything done, but praying, if you're a prayer warrior and you can get a prayer through and you're righteous and right standing with God, God can change things around, if it be so. That's a great big goal, if. You know, I was listening on uh, television today on the news and I'm not going to say what channel and I'm not, excuse me, going to say what broadcaster. But they were speaking, I'm not even going to say the ministry, they were speaking about a ministry in Houston and how the pastor should be, you know, talking about giving and instead of showing all the, uh, the stars and all the movie stars and everything, he should be talking to the people about giving and how the city had been so good to him and he ought to be giving. And I'm listening, you know, and this is a prominent pastor who ministers and uh, touches positively. He's an agent of change. He changes people's lives through the word that God has given him, through the gift that God has given him. And here this television broadcaster is saying, again, that he should be given. And I'm, I'm listening, and I'm like, how do you know that he's not giving? Just because he didn't broadcast it over the airwaves. That I've given, or I'm gonna give two million dollars to the city, or I'm gonna give to, And see, if he hadn't done that, they would have said something about that. People always have something to say and stood up praying. Pray for the pastor. Pray for the ministry. Glory to God. He's trying he I heard he was opening up his church to help the people and he may not be all together on it. Okay, cuz none of us are perfect. Maybe just a little bit, you know, got to get the ducks in a row and everything, but you know, he's doing something. And they have something to say about what he was doing and how he said what he was doing. He may get just a little tongue tied and just a little, you know, twisted up in what he was saying. Thank you Jesus, but when the news comes out, the news is always, it's not good news. And I thank God for the good news of the glorious God, the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. It's good news. It's good news, listening saints. It's good uh, news, audience, you know, listening audience. That's what we need to turn, turn our ears to and turn our focus on is the good news of the glorious gospel. Because that's what can change your life. That newscast this morning, that's not going to change anybody's life. What that's going to do, that's evil communication that's going to corrupt someone's good manners toward their pastor because of what she said. And she has absolutely no idea if he didn't give. He could have wrote the biggest boast check that, that was ever written in Houston to help the city of Houston. But because he did not broadcast it, they say he didn't give. And that is the most... Whew, that, that is ridiculous. When I heard that to me, you know, to me, that that was just, and I have to be careful with what I say. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I remember when I first got saved, I was a baby in Christ. I still kind of use some of the slang um, in the world. I didn't cuss, you know, didn't cuss, but I used some of the slang. And my mother, who was a born-again Christian for years, and my sister, they would say, Danielle, you can't say those kind of words, and I don't even remember what the words. It might have been like, "Man, so and so and so." i was so going, "Man, you know, <laughs> the slang." And they were like, "Danielle, you can't say that. You're a born again Christian. You know, and you got to use Christ like words." And that. but that's who my personality and my character was. And until God had cleaned me up and took it out, you know. In other words, I could find myself speaking to someone up under a bridge or someone that's kind of like hip-hop or hip or got swag just like I could speak to someone in city hall or someone in the president's cabinet and I thank God for that because wasn't that Paul that said you know I can like speak to not that I can abase and I can abound. That's not the scripture. He said uh, that he was all things to all men, that he may win some. And I just thank God for that. I can be, you know, not being phony, you know, not putting on airs or putting on something that's not me, it's my character and personality. Someone had told me, you don't meet a stranger, and I don't. I don't meet a stranger, and I thank God for that quality. Uh, so I was going to say something about, excuse me, the, um, the newscaster and what she had said about the pastor that he wasn't giving. And I was going to use one of those words that, uh, quote, unquote, is not Christianified. But I'm not going to say it because I'm on the air. It's not a cuss word. It's not a bad word. But, you know, I don't want to be offensive. The Bible says if you offend not in word, you know, you are a perfect person. And I don't want in word or in deed. So I'm careful with what I'm going to say. Now, today we're going to talk about not rendering evil for evil. If you'd like to call in and give a testimony, a praise report, if you need prayer, glory to God. If you'd like to request a teaching on on a scripture, if you have a scripture that you like to share, if you have a song that you want to sing to God, the glory and the praises and the honor unto God, call in 646-649-1068. Again, that's 646-649-1068. Okay, so first of all, I love music. Oh, my gosh. I used to sing uh, God Brought Me Here, Dallas, Texas area, to the Potter's South to be a member. And I sang in the Bishop's Choir. Excuse me. Prior to coming to Dallas, I was in the state of Louisiana, and I sang in that choir. I love to sing. I love gospel music. You know, it just puts a whole different aura in the atmosphere you know, when you're going through, there's songs that say, praise your way through. Glory to God, when things are happening in in our lives as Christians or in, in your life, you know, as a Christian or even as a person, glory to God. One of the ways to get through it is to praise your way through it. Thank God through it. Praise God. Thank God you're still alive. Thank God that you're still breathing. Glory to God. Thank God that you're not on your deathbed. There's a song that calls it a cooling bed glory to God thank God you're not six feet under thank you Jesus glory to God in somebody's casket hallelujah thank you Jesus but you're above ground glory to God you have your eyesight you have your ears you have your mouth you have the activities of your limbs you're in a reasonable portion of health glory to God you're in your right mind praise God through it thank God for the good things that are happening in your life Turn and change your perception on what's going on in your life. Don't look at what's going on in your life. Look at who's in your life. Look at who's in control of your life. Who has control over the world? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, over the things that go on in your life. The Bible says that that God, he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. So for those of you that are unjust and not saved yet, you know, you still have an opportunity to praise God through the things that you're going through. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that God wishes that no man should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. Now, God does not like what you're doing. And this is a word for somebody. I don't know who it is. Of course not, because I'm on the radio. I don't know who you are. But God is not pleased with what you're doing. Now, he loves you and he cares for you. You are one of his creations, one of his greatest creations, glory to God. But the life that you're living and your life that is affecting other people's lives, God is not pleased with. So I would admonish you to turn around, which is repent and ask God to forgive you. Get into a word teaching church, not a church that teaches their philosophies and what they think and how they think, and they don't open the Bible or they don't bring up the scriptures, run quickly far away from that type of church, get into a church that is teaching the word of God, that you may change your life and live your life for Christ. I've been on both sides. I'd far rather be on this side with God. I'd rather be, glory to God, I'm having a far better life living for God than I did when I was out there in the world, far better. And for those of you that don't know the other side, I admonish you, once you get your, give your life to God and start living and serving God, you will, you will say to yourself, Oh, my gosh, I wish I had done this earlier. Why didn't I give my life to God earlier? Why didn't I get saved earlier? Why didn't I get baptized earlier? Why did it take me so long? Why did I have to lose so much in order to give my life to Christ? Because the life that he has for his people far exceeds anything that you can compare with the world. There's no comparison. As a matter of fact, God owns the world, and they, that dwell within. So for those of you that are struggling around, trying to get things, and trying to acquire things, materialistic things, all you got to do, and this is not the only thing God offers us, but all you have to do is turn your life over to God, start living for God, seeking those things that are above. He's going to add everything that you need to you. You don't have to go out and toil and spin and try to make things happen. And that's how I was. I'm going to be transparent just for a New York second. I'm a make it happen type woman. And my mother used to say that I didn't let grass grow under my feet. And I attribute that, you know, one to my dad. He was a hard worker, and I was right there with him. Um, excuse me, I found myself being a workaholic at one time. All I did was work and go to church. I had no social life. On the weekends, I wouldn't go to the museum. I wouldn't go to the parks. You know, I just kind of watch television or read my Bible and go out and get me something to eat and then come back home and get ready for church on Sunday. And then after church on Sunday, get ready for work on Monday. That's all I did. I didn't have a social life. I was a workaholic. And when the Holy Ghost arrested me, my attention on that and shown me that all I was doing was working, I quickly changed that and started getting out, you know, and socializing with people. That's very important to socialize with people. But my – my point to you is that um what was I saying thank you Jesus glory to God that you um you live your life for Christ absolutely and it's a good life it's a good life it's not a boring life that's what people will tend to think what that they think that's what they see and in and, and my life, that's what it was at one time where I, all I would do is go to church and go to work. And if someone was, like, marking my life, they'd be like, ooh, that's boring. I'm not going to get saved. She ain't having no fun. She's not doing anything. But I would far rather be serving God than serving the devil because the devil doesn't care for you. And this is a word for someone. I feel prophecy. The devil does not care for you. He will get you out there in the world doing all kind of ungodly things. First thing, anything that comes to your mind, use you up, use you down, and then throw you away. And not only that, but he'll laugh at you. He'll get people to talk about you and laugh at you while you went out there and did all whatever you wanted to do. The devil is no good. He's no good for you. He doesn't care for you. But I know somebody. I know a God that cares for every aspect of your life, not just your spiritual life, but your natural life, your financial life, your physical life, your emotional life, your financial life. He cares about every aspect of yourself because He created you. You know, He's your ma- He's the manufacturer. He manufactured you, so of a surety, He's going to have. Um, um, as they call it, well, I was going to say skin in the game, but that, you know, using that word with God kind of don't sound right, okay, but he manufactured you, so he cares for you, and he wants the best for you, he created you, he created us, he wants the best for us, I'd far rather live for God, hallelujah, and I'm having a far better life than I did when I was in the world, because I was worried, I was stressed, I was pressured, glory to God, sometimes I didn't know what direction to take to get peace. I was, you know, all the the things that the world does, smoking Reapers, smoking cigarettes, drinking, all of that ungodly stuff that not only is it not good, but it's not good for your health, it's not good for your skin, and that's the enemy, that's the devil using you up, using you down, wearing you out, and then will leave you out there toiling are bleeding. Glory to God. The devil is not your friend. But I know a friend. that's closer than a brother. Glory to God. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he wants you to turn your life over to him. This is a word for someone. I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's male, female, boy or girl. I don't know. But I do know God has been dealing with someone's life He's been dealing with your heart and mind. He's allowed circumstances and situations to come your way where you know is God. Things that are happening you know can't be anything else but God. God is showing you signs that it's him in your life that's calling you. So what I want to do, my godly, loving, caring counsel to you is to humble yourself to the call, calling of God. Humble yourself, glory to God. Give your life over to God. Repent and turn from your wicked ways. God will heal your land. Hallelujah. He'll hear from you, heal your land, and bless you. And that's what you're wanting. There's somebody out there that's having a hard time. There's some things going on in your health. There's some things you need healing with and help with. There's some things that you need financial help with. All you got to do is turn your life over to God. He's been dealing with you. He wants you to change your life, to give your life to Him, that He may give you an expected in, that He may prosper you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the world is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell within it. The earth, the earth, the world, the earth. The world is the earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, the fullness the materialistic things, and they, that dwell within. Okay, so you're trying to get someone on your team. You're trying to get someone as a part of your board. You know, and these are important, influential people. The Bible tells me that they, the Bible says that the world, the the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they, that person, that you're trying to get on your board, that you're trying to get a part of your team, and they that dwell within are the Lord. Okay So what we have to do Is pray and talk to God Lord send me good people God send like-minded people God in my path God Cause like-minded people Lord Father In the name of Jesus That have a vision That are working in the vineyard God Those are the people I want in my life God Cause them to cross my path God I need a team God I need a team Of like-minded people God A team God That are working for you God And have a destiny And a vision God and a love for you Lord Glory to God the Bible tells me That they that dwell within The earth they belong to God So all we have to do is pray and ask God trust and believe glory to God The Bible says for me God always hears my prayer. And that's what I put out in the atmosphere. And that's what I want you to start saying. When you're praying and talking to God and asking God, you're making your request uh, be known unto God. After you do that and throughout the day, say, God always hears my prayer. And, God, I thank you that you always hear my prayer. Glory to God. And then look for it. Expect it. Thank you, Jesus. That' God to move in your life and to do the things that you've requested and required of him to do. You know, sometimes he'll even do what you haven't asked him to do. He will bless you with things that you need that you haven't even asked him for. But you know within your, your life that you need certain things. And you may not have prayed and asked God for it. But because he sits up high and he looks down low and he sees and knows all things, He said he knows our need before we even ask. Before we even ask him, you know, things that we need, God already knows about it. And he said, before you ask me, I'll give it to you. But that's for those that are living right. Your heart is right toward God. You know, you have a righteous, you're standing right before God. God is not going to, um, what's the word that I want to use? He's not going to. Thank you, Jesus. Um, You know, like a mother and a parent, a mother and a child or a dad and a child, and, um, oh, what's the word? It's right on the tip of my tongue. God is not going to reward sin. So if you're sinning, um, know that God won't reward it. He's a loving God. He's a caring God. He's a forgiving God. But he wants us to be clean and pure and right before him and people. You know, um, he's a good God. He's a good God. So if you have sin in your life, glory to God, and you know you have sin in your life, repent. Ask God to heal you, cleanse you. Ask him to forgive you. You forgive yourself. Shake that stuff off of you. Get that dust off of you, that dirt off of you, and walk on into the things that you know are right, that God is calling you to do. Okay, so let's listen to Mary, Mary, Heaven. The name of the song is Heaven. And the singers are Mary Mary. This is back in the day when they were Mary Mary. Um, I happened to run across this song on YouTube. Shout out to YouTube. I mean, it just blessed my soul. Oh, my gosh. I pray that it bless you as well. I'll be right back. This is the good news, the good news of the glorious God. Had a wonderful song that took me way back to the day. Hallelujah! I want to go to heaven. Living this life that I may live again. Thank you, Jesus. I was talking to my son. Shout out to my son Eric in Louisiana. God bless him and his family. Uh, he has two sets of twins: uh, Eric, Amaya, Mariah, and Kendrick. Just wonderful, wonderful grandbabies. God bless my grandbabies, my daughter-in-law, Tony, and uh, my other granddaughter, Jordan, as well as my oldest grandson, Akeem. Shout out to my family and my daughter, Latrice, in Florida. Glory to God. Uh, my daughter got her master's degree in February, and my son got his bachelor's um, a few years ago, he graduated from college. They both did. And I appreciate God for them both. And I was talking to my son the other day, and he was saying, you know what, Mama, I'm not even concerned about what people think about me or how they view me. He said, I just want to make it in. I just want to please God. I just want to make it to heaven. You know, and when he said that there had been some things that I was dealing with or that was dealing with me, the blood of Jesus, and it was something that he would say that because this was yesterday when we talked, and prior a few days ago, I started, you know, recognizing and noticing some things that were going on in my life, and I'm like, well, you know, wait a minute, what, what is this? What's going on? The devil is alive glory to God. We're to live to please God and not people and not man. So when he said that it was just right on point, it was right on time, it was exactly what I was experiencing. It was the spirit that was trying to get me, and I shared it with him, trying to get me to be or to act like something that I'm supposed to be. You don't have have to act like something that you are you just are but if you don't know and this was a prayer that I prayed years ago I said Lord show me what's fighting with me God show me what it is you know that's dealing with me God that's fighting with me so I'll know how you know to stand against that spirit to stand against whatever it is that's fighting me this was years ago when I prayed this prayer when I very first got saved So when God and the Holy Ghost and my uh, maturity in God and my time in God allowed me to see and discern what was going on, I had to hurry up and brush that thing off of me because that's something, and this is a word for someone because the Bible says there's no new thing under the sun, and I don't mind helping someone if I've gone through it and come out of it on the other side, victorious, and know what's going on, and know how to deal with it and how to handle it, far be it from me to keep you know that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that's what God has called me for is to reconcile men back unto God, glory to God. So when I realized what it was, which was the spirit that was trying to trying to have me act like something that I already am, that type of spirit will wear a person, it will wear you completely out, wear you down, you'll be tired, you'll look run down and everything. And the devil is a lie because the Bible says that God has restored our youth like the noon day and God's people are beautiful people. His glory rests upon us. The Bible says that the humble, you know, or the meek are glorified with, with beauty. You know how the meek are beautified. Thank you, Jesus. So God's people are beautiful people. We're not supposed to look all run down and tore down because of the devil and his uh, demonic forces and his attacks, you know, that he put tries to put upon God's people. We have to wake up and shake ourselves and get in prayer and say, God, what is going on? What is this thing that's got a hold to me that's trying to get me wore out, wore down, and, you know, all tore down looking? The devil is a lie. Glory to God. God's people are beautiful people from the inside out because we have the word of God dwelling in our hearts that we sin not against him. So that spirit that was trying to get me to act like something that I already am it was just putting too much work on me, and I'm like, oh, back up off of me, devil. The blood of Jesus is against you. The Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. The Bible tells me I can bind up things that are not from God, and I can lose things that are from God. So I don't have to work and toil and spin, you know, and try to act like before people, something that I already am. Glory to God. I know that I'm a virtuous woman. I know that I'm a good wife. Now, I'm not perfect. I said virtuous, like the Bible, and I said good. I did not say perfect. Glory to God. I'm still striving for perfection. I'm still allowing God to make me and mold me and build me and shape me. Glory to God. And with some of that listening audience and saints of God is construction. That means there's going to be boards flying, nails flying, stuff being hammered, stuff being torn out. Construction. Think about when a house is being built glory to God, and, and the construction crew is out there, you know, building the house, they're na- uh, hammering and throwing boys everywhere, and stuff is flying, and the, the saw is throwing, electric saw, and the dust is flying everywhere, well, that's what happens sometimes when God is built at least that's how I felt, when God, you know, when when I'm under construction, and he's working on some things, and me. Stuff be flying out everywhere, you know, and, and saw dust, and You know, something being being nailed and torn down and everything, but I'm under construction. God is not done with me yet. And there was something that was spoke to me years ago through Pastor um, Bishop Jake. He said, this was before I got married, he said, people may not understand what you're going through and what's happening in your life, but it's not for them to understand. You need to understand what's happening in your life. And as long as you understand, listening audience, and saints of God, what God is doing in your life, then you're on point. You're okay. If other people don't understand it, they can't see it. They're all confused and wondering why. And you have missed the mark. And you have lost it. And God ain't with you. But you know that you know that you know that God spoke to you. And he said he was going to do this thing, and he's doing this thing, and he said he's going to take you to certain places. But you know you got to go through. You know he's got to change you. He's got to build another house. Glory to God. You know you got to go under construction. You know you're under construction. People don't understand it. But as long as you understand, my God. And when Bishop Jake spoke that word, glory to God, to the congregation, it hit me. Ooh, like apples, what is that, apples of gold and pictures of silver, just right on beautiful, and I've held on to it ever since. This was like in the 90s, early 2000s, when he spoke that word, and it was, it was God talking to me through Bishop. Danielle, as long as you understand what I am doing in your life, that's all that matters. You'll make it. You'll make it. You'll get to the other side. You'll get what I have for you. I'll get the glory out of your life. As long, Danielle, as you understand what I'm doing. Glory to God. The Bible says in all that getting good and understanding, and last week I talked on wisdom and understanding. And just really quick, the word understanding is grasp. G-R-A-S-S-P. G-R-A-S-P. Grasp. What God is doing in your life. Grasp what the Holy Ghost is doing in your life. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Absorb. Absorb it. No, resolve. resolve. Just, Just make it like, just resolve it within yourself. This is what God is doing. This is his plan in my life. This is the journey I have to take to get to the destination of God, I'm envisioning, I'm reminded of the story of Abraham, how God told him to get out of his family's house, out of his father's house, and go to a land flowing with milk and honey, and Abraham knew not where he was going, he just knew what God told him, and he understood what God had told, he grasped, G-R-A-S-P, what God told him, and he started out on his journey, and and Abraham went through a couple of different lands, glory to God, that was not hallelujah, the uh, land flowing with milk and honey. And the people, and I'm not like really um, clear all the way on the story with the people that went with him, but I know there were those that were like, You got us out here, you know, and then the children uh, of Egypt and you got us out here and we'd rather go back, you know, in Egypt and be in bondage than to go to freedom and be free and let God bless us and everything because they didn't have the understanding. But uh, Moses had the understanding when he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. He understood what God told him to do. He grasped it, G-R-A-S-T. Look that word up, listening audience and saints of God, for the definition of understanding, absorbing. Absorb what God has told you he's going to do Or what God has told you that he's doing That will help us so much to get through When the dark days come When the enemy comes in as the flood The spirit of the Lord that has spoken to us Will lift up that standard within us Glory to God Absorb what God has told you Just let it just, you know, bathe Just bathe in what he said Hallelujah, glory to God Thank you, Jesus Thank you, Lord. Consider. uh, Okay, so this is another. These are adjectives. And adjectives is not what we need right now. We need the noun of understanding, which is grasp mastery, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Mastery. Master what God has said to you. Understand what he said to you. Be a master in what God has said to you. So when the enemy comes in as a flood, your mind is completely made up. See, the devil can't do nothing with a made up mind because you have mastered what God then told you he's going to do or he's doing. So no matter what comes or who goes, you understand and know what God has said. And we always know that God, Jeremiah 29 and 11, that his will for us is to prosper us and to give us an expected end. His thoughts toward us are altogether good and not thoughts of evil, but to bless us, glory to God. Hallelujah. So I don't care what it looks like. There's a song that um Houston, Houston Lord bless you. Houston. Houston. Um Vicky oh, Winings is not Vicky Winings. Um oh my gosh, I, I play it all the time on YouTube. Uh she says, I'm going to be ready, um, got to be ready and um thank you. God. understanding and mastering and knowing uh, and a made up mind, having a made up mind and not going by what you see, but by what God has told you. And in her song, she says, even though uh, she sees what she sees, she knows that the will of God uh, is to help her, you know, and what she's seeing is not what God has for her, Is not what she has to look at. She doesn't have to look at what she sees. What she looks at is what God told her, you know, and she knows that what God has said to her um, is good things and that he's going to bless her in spite of what she sees, in spite of what she knows, you know, that's actually really happening. We're not living in Bolivia. We are not intentionally blinding our eyes. The devil is alive. We see what we see. And we know what we know. Glory to God, but we don't walk by that. We walk by faith. We walk by what God has said. Thank you. Jesus. And that's what she's saying. Honey, I mean, what's that? What's her name? Um, you like her too, Paul? Oh, oh Jesus! Oh, let me get her. Let me. Let me. Let's see. And the Bible said. Uh, the song says, "You know what's best for me, um, in spite of what I see." You work best for me. I'm going to be ready. Who is that? Um, Let me see. I'm going to be ready. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what we have to tell ourselves, that we're going to be. Yolanda Adams, thank you, Jesus. That's her. I'm going to be ready. I would admonish uh, my godly counsel is for someone that's going through Um, And they are, um, the things that they're seeing is not what God has promised in your life. Uh, Pull that song up on YouTube, on your iTunes, download it on your cell phone or your computer, and listen to that powerful song from Yolanda Adams. She says that she's going to be ready, glory to God, no matter what comes or no matter what goes. She knows that God's life, what God has for her is the best. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's there again, if you want to call in and um, <clears throat> give a testimony, praise report. You wanna sing a song, glory to God. The Bible says he that the Son is set free, it's free indeed. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Glory to God. There's unity. So the the lines are open. I don't have like a strict you know, dialogue where no, you can't sing a song, or no, you can't call in and and uh, pray a prayer, and the devil is a lie. Glory to God, we are free in Christ, and the number is 646-649-1068. Now I know if you call in and you start cussing or you start gossiping, I'm gonna cut you off and 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 hang up on you because this is not the line for this. This is the good news of the glorious gospel so if you have good news in a song a testimony a scripture that you want to uh, share glory to god please call in and let us hear from you hallelujah um pastor wilson is here making some copies and i want him to just say hey to the listening audience in the blog talk radio glory to god um listening audience here on the good news of the glorious gospel i greatly appreciate it
1: well good afternoon uh people listening to the glorious gospel. Uh I hope God is blessing you. And I know God is blessing you. And uh we look forward to hearing from you and that God touches your heart.
0: That everything
1: is going well for you.
0: Amen. So,
1: blessing of God
0: rest on you. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, Pastor Wilson had been asked. Um, are you done? Okay. He had been asked. He had a phone call from um, one of the nursing homes here in the city that we reside in. Excuse me, and they had asked him to come out and preach and teach the word. Do you know how honorable that is to have someone reach out and call you and ask you to come out and be a part of their um their organization through preaching and teaching, that means that you have a good report amongst the people. That means that they've heard good things, they saw good things, they know good things about you. Glory to God, you've done good things for the community. I to call and ask you to come out and be a part of something that they're doing, that is an honor. And the reason I say that is to request the prayers of the righteous. That God use Pastor Charles Wilson, glory to God, that the anointing rests upon his life. And that and that, that Pastor Wilson yields his members to the Holy Ghost and that God heals and cleans and delivers and set free and bring joy and peace and happiness to those that are at, it's a nursing home, to those that are at the nursing home um, that have requested his presence through prayer and teaching, and God say the same, you know, of course, First Lady Wilson will be, will have her face in the place, glory to God, uh, standing behind with and for my husband in the name of Jesus, praying blessings for him and, you know, that God be glorified in his life, at the anointing, hallelujah, have a freedom, free flow, in the place in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm requesting that you all pray uh, also for Miss Jackie. She called last Teaching Tuesday from Michigan regarding some pro- a property issue. Hallelujah, glory to God. And I, uh, when she called last Tuesday, I asked that we pray and lift her up before God. The devil is a lie. Satan cannot steal what God has given to God's people. All we have to do, sometimes the Bible says that um, that, um, how's it go, that uh, the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Sometimes we got to get violent, saints. We got to get violent in prayer. We've got to get violent in the word of God and take back what the enemy is trying to take. Hallelujah. He cannot have what God has given God's people. He just can't do it. And we're not going to lay down and, and and act like we sleep. I remember someone told me something. A long time ago, years ago, she was an older woman, and she said, uh, "Excuse me, concerning marriage, uh, she said, just just turn away from it and act like you don't see it. <laughs> just act like you." First Lady Wilson, first of all, cannot act like she don't see anything because God is giving me eagle eyes. I I see things. God be the. <laughs> To God be the glory my husband to tell you? He's like, how did
1: you find that?
0: You know, how did you see that? And it's just God. It's just something God has given me as part of my personality and character. So first of all, just the natural, Sister Danielle, I can't just turn away and act like I don't see nothing when I done seen it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's the same way with the enemy taking things from God's people. We cannot just turn our heads and act like we don't see that the enemy has taken some things from our lives. The devil is a lie. If you see and you know that he is trying or has taken something from you, it's time to get violent and get it back in Jesus' name through the Word of God. We don't get on here. We don't get down on his level. The enemy, the Bible says when we see him, we're going to be like, what? That little thing, it was you? You know, that was causing all that havoc and all that trouble? You know he's a deceiver, right? So he's not as big, as bad, and as bold as he attempts and tries to be in people's lives, in our lives. He is a deceiver. He's a trickster. He'll try to trick you into believing that uh, that he has power and control over you or trick you into believing to have fear, you know, that he's putting fear over you. The devil is a liar and that he's a deceiver. So anything that's not of God that comes to your life and you know it's not of God, you know it's the enemy, know that it's just the opposite. If he's trying to come to you big and bold and you know, all outrageously, uh, enormously, a giant, know that it's just the opposite. He's just this little, meek, nothing. He has no authority, okay? So that's what we have to remember. He has no authority, and we're not giving him any authority in our life. So when he comes to us and he tries to, number one, make you feel like, you know, you're not doing anything or or. This is something that he does. Everything's coming at you. Everything, everybody's saying stuff, everybody's coming against you. Okay, and then the first thing you think is, God, what am I doing wrong? Oh, God, I must be doing something wrong. Everything is, everybody's coming at me. Things are coming. Mm-mm. It's just the opposite. You are on the right road. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do, right where you're supposed to do it, at the time you're supposed to do it. And the enemy is bringing distraction your way to try to get you off of that path. That's a word for somebody. Thank you, Jesus trying to get you off of that journey that God has placed you on. So he'll put distraction and and chaos and mayhem and trouble and that by all that junk in your way to get your eye off of the journey and the road that God has you on. And what you do, you plead the blood of Jesus, you start putting that word out there in the atmosphere, because when Satan took Jesus into the wilderness, Jesus didn't get down on the level with Satan. He used the word. Jesus said, it is. Is written Now this was the son of God That had all power And he used the word of God So we know and I know First lady Wilson Sister Danielle knows That if Jesus had to use the word Not had to He used the word And he was victorious Over the devil The enemy left him Glory to God So if Jesus used it And he was victorious with it We know what we can do, what we do to be victorious over the enemy. When the enemy comes in as a flood, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard in us. Now, first of all, you have to have the spirit of the Lord. You have to be born again and filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Then you have to give the Spirit something to lift up in you, okay? Which means, listening audience, saints of God, we have got to read the Word of God. We've got to open up our Bibles and start reading the Word and getting in the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. One thing that I like to do is to pray before I get in my Word. Just ask God to lead and guide me, you know, on where He wants me to go. He'll bring a book. Uh, In the Bible to me, he'll bring a scripture to me, or maybe a circumstance or a situation that I'm going through. Excuse me. Excuse me. And I need help with it. And the help that I need is the word of God. It is not natural help you know, it's spiritual help. We're fighting a spiritual battle. We are a spirit. We're we're a spirit, glory to God. So our battle is not flesh and blood. Our battle is principalities, is spiritual. So I need spiritual help in the word of God. And one thing that I've learned that God has been dealing with me about, you know, is going and talking to people. And, you know, I have I mean, it's good that we have a godly counsel that we can go to for help. Uh, The Bible speaks that there's wisdom, you know, in the multitude of counselors. But God has been dealing with me. I don't go run and tell people what I'm going through and crying and bleeding all over the place. I don't do that. Thank you, Jesus. I've matured and grown Mm -hmm. out of that. I think every saint goes through that. That's part of the journey thank you, Jesus, but God really has and is teaching me to take it to him, you know, to bring it to him. All of my woes, all of my cares, all of my concerns, everything that's going right, everything that's going good, you know, everything that may be just a little bit off, take it to God, go to God, because the thing that God has shown me is we need to go to the place and the person that can help us. That's the word. Whoever you are, that's going to talk to someone just to share what you're going through about somebody else. You're actually talking about the other person. You're not really going to get help for yourself. Incognito, undercover, you're actually going to talk about the other person. God sees you and He hears you, and you got you need to quit. You need to quit it. If you're going to someone and you're not going to actually, first of all, praying and letting the Holy Ghost lead and guide you, if you're not going to get help from that person for yourself, not to bring up, as a matter of fact, you don't even really talk about the other person's shortcomings and things. You're talking about yourself, you know, how it's affecting you, how you're not getting a prayer through, how you're treating them, how you're asking, your spirit, your thought, your mind. You're going for help for yourself. How to get through it. And that's what God was showing me. Not to call anybody. My sister who's been in salvation and been in God for years. Now, I've been saved since 1985. And she got saved back in 70-something. Thank you, Jesus. And, you know, I know she can get a prayer through because I know who she came from. She came from my mother. Mother Maxine who can get a prayer through. Glory to God. We have a lineage of praying women powerful women, glory to God, soldiers in the army of the Lord, and I thank God for that, but I can't, I don't even want to call her glory to God, because number one, we do not want that other person to look bad in someone's eyes, that's that evil communication, corrupting good manners, so let's say you and that person, work it out, y'all get it together, and you done went and the spread it, all that stuff that really, really happened, you're not spreading no rumors and you ain't lying on the person. Thank you, I'm just you know I'm just going to be myself. I have to be me. And if there's any other thing, God and the Holy Ghost will reveal it unto me. Okay, So you're going and talking to this person, and you call yourself you going for counsel, but you're actually sharing about this other person. And you and that person get it together and y'all, you know, forgive one another and love each other and go coffee or salad and things like that. And you didn't share and fill this other person up with all this evil communication. Do you know you could corrupt their good manners toward that person? And when they see that person, they can have ill feelings and ill will toward that person. Do you know what you've done to that person? You have... You know, there's a there's a word there's a scripture that says for us to not uh, stand uh, as a scorner nor deceit. Okay, right. No stand in the way. Okay, thank you, Jesus. <sighs> okay, let me let me digress. Let me just relax. Thank you, Jesus. It's not good. It's not good. We are not to be in the way of anybody getting through to God because we've corrupted their good manners towards somebody else. So their heart is messed up. Their thoughts are messed up. Their spirit is messed up because you call yourself going to get godly counsel and you're actually talking about the person because you're upset, you're bitter, you're angry, you're hurt. Instead of going to God, okay, I got a call. I got a call. Hold on, listening audience. Good afternoon, this is the Good News of the Glorious Gospel. Whom am I speaking with?
1: Good afternoon, I'm Brother Francis.
0: You are who, please?
1: Brother Francis.
0: Good, good afternoon, Brother Francis, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Amen, where are you calling from?
1: I'm calling from United Kingdom.
0: Oh my gosh! Thank you, Jesus! Glory to God! Hallelujah! The Bible tells us to publish the gospel all around the world, brother Francis. I am. You know what? Oh my gosh! You have just set my soul and my spirit on high. Oh, God is good. Thank you for calling in. Uh, how, what would you like to say, brother Francis?
1: Well, um. I I just log on. I just saw you on the blog talk. So actually, I don't okay. know what you are discussing. Yeah, and uh, okay. I decided to 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 join it and listen. And uh, later on, I can ask for some prayers. So actually, yeah. I don't know what you have discussed. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, the way I'm seeing, it, the 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 lie is very powerful. So I'm not to lie.
0: Okay, say that again. I didn't quite hear it clearly.
1: I, I said, uh, I just I just saw you on the blog talk, and I decided to join it and listen to it, and later on yes. I will request for prayer. But uh, okay. the way I'm feeling it, uh, the law is very anointed.
0: Oh, thank you. God bless you. Amen, amen. You know the anointing, Brother Francis, it costs. You know, salvation is free. Jesus gives us salvation as we give our life to him, and I appreciate you for that. Just know that Sister Danielle paid a cost, glory to God. The anointing is going to cost us something, and I thank God that I went through. You know, it wasn't easy, and it didn't feel good, and it does not look good. And like I was saying earlier, you know, being under construction, and, and God is not done with us yet, Yet. That construction hurts, you know, and God is tearing stuff down and changing stuff, and your perception is changing and all of that. But once we get through and we come forth, as pure gold. The Bible tells us that it's all worth it in the end. The end of a thing is better than the beginning, and I appreciate God for you. I thank God for that. Thank you. Amen. Amen, amen. What would you like us to pray with you for, or what would you like me to pray with you for, Brother Francis?
1: Yeah, yeah, woman, yeah, woman of God. Uh, for some uh, time now, it has not been easy for me. The going is very tough. Um, I don't know what is going on in the spiritual realm, but uh, what uh, I'm facing, any time I close my eyes to sleep. Then I found myself back home in Africa. And there is a particular woman, I found myself in her house. time I close my eyes, I'm in her house. time I close my eyes, I'm in her house. Okay. I guess, uh, it's a magnet. It's a magnet. It's attack attached to me. I don't know. I've been praying. I've been crying to God to have mm-hmm. mercy and set me free from that particular woman. Whether it's a witchcraft, whether it's a spiritual wife, I don't okay. know. But okay. I keep on hoping that one day God will deliver me. And lucky enough, I came across your alive. So today I believe that mm-hmm. the Lord is going to use you to set me free. Amen.
0: Yeah, God bless you. Okay, so where are you now, um, opposed to the house I'm in me?
1: I'm in UK. I'm in the house. I'm in my my house, now. my room.
0: Okay, you're in the house now, and when you close your eyes, you find yourself in another house in Africa? Anytime I sleep,
1: whether it's okay. in the night or in the day, then I uh-huh. find myself in some room,
0: a certain woman's
1: house in Africa.
0: And it's not the house that you're in physically at that time, right? No, okay, I'm it's just trying to get clarification, okay, I'm just trying to get clarification now. the house when you close your eyes and the house that you find yourself in when you're asleep, did something happen in that house? um, have you been in that house before? Is it a house you've never known no, before? But yeah, I, I, yeah,
1: yeah I, lived, I lived there before
0: okay, you lived in the house before, okay, and what took place house, in that the house, house?
1: The, I, Before I I traveled to U.K. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So what happened in that house? Did you get married? Was there a death? You know, what took place, Brother Francis, in that house? What
1: happened? Well, what I can explain is that in that house was my senior sister and the husband. They were living there. And I okay. stayed there for about three or four years with them. Okay. Then uh, uh, I moved from there to the city that is in Ghana, one of the cities in Ghana, where I continue okay. my education. Then okay. Uh, okay. I, after, I, after some time, I traveled to Europe here. Now okay. before I travel, before I travel, in my dreams. I will see this my senior sister. He, he he wants to push me to a river. But all the dreams, I didn't understand them. Because okay. that I was not a, I was not a born again. But when I okay. came here, 2005, ah. I became born again. Amen. And uh, for the first, first, first three, four years, my dreams, everything was okay. But afterwards... Yeah. After
0: seeing this woman, but after what happened?
1: After I was I after see this woman. So 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 in the dream I see her. He wants to control me. He, he wants to push me. He wants me to work for her.
0: Okay, is it a physical woman, or is it is it a, is it a woman that that's in your in your present? It's, it's actual, a person, right? It's not a spirit, but it's a person. Is well, that right?
1: Well, well, this way, I'm, yeah, this way I'm seeing the spirit, but uh, it's a physical woman I live with in Ghana, my sister, my old sister.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and she's the one that's wanting to push you to work for her?
1: Well, well that's what I see in the, when I sleep in the dream. That's what I see. Whether it is her or it's a spirit that is using her, that's what I don't know.
0: Okay, okay. Well, first of all, Brother Francis, if, you're, if you don't know what it is and you're not feeling peace about it, it's not God, okay? And if yeah. anybody is trying to control you, and see, you said you're born again. So our spirit bears witness. That's- the Holy Ghost that we have, right. Bears witness when it's God, and if if your Holy Ghost is not bearing witness to what your sister or this woman is saying or doing, it's not God. And I plead the blood of Jesus yeah. right now over your life, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I plead the blood out on your mind, on your memory. Glory to God. I plead the blood, glory Mm -hmm. to Jesus, on your eyesight, that God cover you in the blood. Satan, the blood of Mm -hmm. Jesus is against you. I I rebuke, denounce, and bind every demonic force that's trying to hinder and control you. What I need you to do is get in the word of God. Start reading the word. And I can't tell you right now, Brother Francis, which word of God to read, because that's not what's coming to mind. But what is coming to mind is when, when Satan took Jesus to the wilderness to try to tempt him and control him to do things that he wanted Jesus to do. Jesus put the word on that devil. Okay? Whatever she yeah. or he is trying to do. And your Holy Ghost is not bearing witness with it. You find that word in the word of God. And you put that word on that devil. And when I say you put it on the devil, Brother Francis, I mean you open your mouth. You hear me? And you put it out in the atmosphere. You have to let that devil know who's in control. He, it, she is not in control of your life. You've given your life to Christ. God is in control of your life. God is in control of your mind. You start rebuking that devil, pleading the blood of Jesus over your life, pleading the blood over your mind, over your memory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. praying for your sister and her husband, that God save them, cleanse them, renew them, start praying. The Bible tells us to bless them that curse us. That's in Matthew. Bless her. Now, I'm not saying go around, you know, whoever it is. And, you know, if you don't have to, I'm not saying go around them and be in their company, and be all, the devil is alive, being all up in their face. No, that is not what I'm saying. You can bless whoever that is that's trying to do something adverse in your life. You can bless them from right where you are, and they can be 20 miles away. All you have to do, Brother Francis, is open your mouth and say, Lord, bless them. God bless so-and-so, God bless their home, bless their finances, God, bless their family, bless their children, and then rebuke that devil off of their life in Jesus' name. I plead the blood right now. See, that's what I'm saying. The kingdom of God suffered violence sometimes. And the saints, we've got to get violent and take back what the enemy is trying to take from us. He cannot have your mind. He cannot have your soul yeah. and your spirit. You've given it to God. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And that's what you say. That's what you put out in the atmosphere. Yeah. You tell that devil and you ain't got to be in the house. However, if you do happen to so be in the presence of whomsoever it may be that's trying to put something on you, trying to control you within yourself, even out, because the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as the lion. You tell that devil, Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You speak out. Jesus did it. How much now? And Jesus was the Son of God, Brother Francis. He had all power. He yeah. had all power. He had power over the enemy at that time, but he used the word to stop the enemy in his life. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? Read that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Find that word in the scripture. And this was after Jesus had fasted like 40 days. He was hungry, and the first thing, if I'm not mistaken, let me see if I'm find it. The first thing that Satan said, "Turn these bread, turn these stones into bread." Okay, let me make sure. Uh, but you have power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. That's the word of God. That's what you put out there in the atmosphere. The devil is a liar and the father of lies. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, Matthew 4 and 3. Because, see, that's our power. Yeah. These are our weapons. We don't fight flesh and blood. Okay, we don't get in there and start arguing and and, and getting on, you know, flesh level or Satan's level and getting angry and getting upset. And no, that's where he wants you to be. Nor do you fear, because God has not given his people the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I'm going to tell you this, love is stronger than anything the enemy could bring your way. You hear what I'm telling you? Amen. Yeah. Love is stronger The way to cut that head off Of the devil Within that person Is you and their members Whom and howsoever they may do Love them It's not them It's a spirit That they're allowing to use them You love that person yeah. You pray for that person You do good for that person Now you know you Get in prayer and, and go on a fast You know a couple of days of fast And things and stuff Get in your word Read Matthew Glory to God and let God bless you. He's bringing you through this so you can help somebody else, some other people. You know, I experienced some things, uh, Brother Francis, and I'm just like, you know, just listening to God and watching God move in my life. And I often wondered, though he told me he let me know that it's going to turn out for my good. And I didn't like it, didn't understand it, and God, you know, but I know that God, he told me he had a plan for my life. You are part of the plan that God has for my life. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful.
1: But it took the word mm-hmm. and then
0: understanding, understanding. And all your good, get an understanding. You go to God and you ask God, Lord, what is going on? But no, Brother Francis, the word. You got to know the word. Put that word on the devil. Put it out in the atmosphere. When you're driving, going to school to get your studies, or you're going to your job, in your car, you're ministering the word of God. You got gospel music playing. That's another thing that the enemy cannot stand. Gospel music. Whatever yeah. gospel music, yeah. you know, you guys listen to over in the UK. Yes, 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 my brother. Put that gospel music on. Glory to God. Put that gospel music on in your, in your car. You know, there is no fear in God's waters. That's one of the enemy's tools and tactics is to get you afraid. You have power over all the power of the enemy. You tell yourself when you go to sleep, I'm going to have a sweet sleep in the name of Jesus. I need you to write this down. There's a scripture, and I don't know. God got He talked to me years ago about knowing scripture and verse. I still ain't got it. I know the words. See it in my heart, but I can't tell you like word to go scripture and verse, but the Bible speaks about a sweet sleep It's in the Word of God, and I need you to google it and find yeah. it i I like King James version okay. I'm not sure which version you okay. like to listen to. yes, but there's a yeah. scripture that talks about sweet sleep that's what you're going to fill your room yeah. with that's what you're that word is what you're going to fill the room with. okay, let me read this. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God. Tell these stones to become bread. That's the first thing he said, because he knew Jesus had just went on a fast, and he was hungry. But let me tell you, and, and I know you probably got to go, and you probably were not, didn't think you were going to get all of this. Um, but this is all. This is what God has. You know, silver and gold. Right now, I do have. I'm not going to say I don't have it. The devil is a liar. He nothing nothing from the enemy. He wants us to say things that are not in the word. Yes, we have silver and gold. Yes, we're blessings, and we're blessed of the Lord. Okay, but let me not keep you too long. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward of hunger. And when the tempter, who is the enemy, the devil, Came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God. Okay, first he tried to tempt Jesus with the word if, you know, meaning if you really got it, if you're really the son of God, going to yeah. try to bring confusion to Jesus, okay? Try to confuse him and doubt yeah. him, try to cause Jesus to, try to undermine Jesus. How are you going to undermine the son of God? Now, you know that devil crazy. How, how was the devil going to yeah. possibly try to undermine Jesus, the only begotten Son of God? Yeah. But he tried, it. he tried. He said, if you need it. So he's going to try to undermine uh, Jesus and have him thinking, you know, maybe you're the Son of God, and maybe you're not going to try to throw doubt in Jesus' mind. So he said, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread." Jesus. But he answered and said, it is Written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Every time the enemy, Brother Francis, tempted Jesus with anything, Jesus put the word on that devil, on yeah. that subject, on that situation. And it shut the mouth of the gainsayer. You have power. You just got to yeah. know it. Yes. How long have you been saved? Filled with the Holy Ghost. 2005. 2005? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's great. That's great. So you have to know the word. Then you have to know who you yeah, are, yeah. Brother Francis. Yes, yes. Yeah, I know. You have to know you have power I in know. God. You've got to know it. Because the enemy is not playing yeah. now. No, he's coming. He's got some, mm. you know, Bible no new thing under the sun, but he's got some ways in these last few, you know, times, because time is winding up. And so the church, we've got to wake up, you know, shake the sleep out of our eyes and, and get going with God. Get that power and that authority that God has given us. Walk in the authority that God has given you, Brother Francis. Period. Okay. Those that are those yeah. with God... Yes, yes, your brothers and sisters in God that know God, know the power of God, know the authority of God will be with you. Don't you worry and concern yourself about people that may not be on that level, that may not have reached it yet, and they be like, who does Francis think he is walking around? You know, don't concern yourself with that, and that's what I was teaching. As long as you understand who you are in God and what you're doing and what God is doing in your life, that's all that matters. Got to get you through. And that's what you're wanting to do is get through on the other side and get what God has for you. So all those other people that are on the bottom rung, you just pray for them. Keep loving them. And ask God to put you around okay. like-minded people. Yes. People, you know, that can help you get to okay. where you need to go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did I help? Did God help? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how yeah.
0: All right. You be encouraged, Brother Francis. And I'd like for you to call back and every Teaching Tuesday is what I call my Tuesdays. I have the show from 1130 Central Standard Time to 130 um, Central Standard Time. So if you'd like to call in anytime on Teaching Tuesday, please do. I'd like to hear from you again, your praise report, you know, how you shut the mouth of the gang how now when you go to sleep, you have a sweet sleep, glory to God, and God starts dealing with you in visions and dreams and showing you your destiny, all that good stuff. I'm going to wait on that report. Amen. Okay, okay, so be encouraged. Get in your word. Read the word and put that word on the devil. You're welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. You have a great day and a good week, okay? Okay. Okay, bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: Amen, amen, amen. That was Brother Francis from the UK. Isn't God wonderful? He said for us to go into all the world and teach and preach the gospel. And I thank God so much for the anointing. You know, like I was sharing with Brother Francis, the anointing truly will cost us something, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And it's just amazing to me how the things that we go through and the things that we come out of, how people cross our path on things that we've already gone through, already got the victory over that we can help somebody with. And that's what it's all about. It's about Christians, glory to God, reconciling men unto God. The Bible says how iron sharpens iron and how we're helpers one to another. And I just thank God for that. I thank God that I was able, glory to God, through God, through what I've gone through, what I've come out of, what I know in God. There again, like I said, you've got to understand for yourself what's going on in your life. I'm reminded there again years ago, there were some things newly saved in Christ, and, you know, of course, the enemy's going to always try to uh, throw something at God's people, and I just didn't understand what was happening. And I asked God in prayer specifically, I said, Lord, you got to show me, you know, what this is, this fighting against me, and I could feel the presence of God. I could feel the presence of Father God listening to me, that his ear was open to me. And I said, God, if I don't know what I'm fighting, I don't know how to fight it, God. If I don't understand what it is, Lord, I'm not going to be victorious over it, God. You have to reveal to me what this is. And he did. He showed me. Now, this was years ago. And he showed me, and I don't I don't even hold on to that kind of stuff because got delivered, got free, conquered, glory to God, I win, hallelujah, I'm on the winner's side, and God is on my side. So what exactly it was, I don't remember. But I do remember the prayer, and I do remember God answering my prayer. And it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When things are coming against God's people, glory to God, Time is winding up, and the enemy is using everything and anything he can. But we have to know we're not going to put our perception and our focus on the enemy, because we know he's a deceiver, and the the Bible says that when we see him, we're going to be like, "What that that little thing? That thing is in the Old Testament." That's what was causing all of our trouble and all of, you know, havoc uh, and mayhem. So we're not going to put our focus on the enemy. Now we don't want to be in Bolivia like he doesn't exist or like he's not causing trouble. That's not what I'm saying. But our focus is on the power of God, on the fact that God is still on the throne and that he sits up high and he looks down low and he sees and knows all things. And Brother Francis no that the battle is not yours. All you do is put the word. Just put the word out there. The word is going to do the rest. The the battle is not ours. The battle is the Lord's. You go to the Lord and tell the Lord also on this person that's trying to cause havoc and and mayhem and hell in your life, trying to control you. I rebuke that controlling mind in Jesus' name. I denounce it off of your life. Off of my life and off of the life of the saints. The devil is a He cannot have our minds. Our minds belong to God. Hallelujah. We have the mind of Christ. Thank, we, thank you, Jesus. You know what? There's a scripture that says um, that uh, the mind of Christ that we, how um it, going? Thank you, Jesus. I told on it not long ago, um, that we were transformed. By the renewing of our mind. So, um, therefore, therefore, newly saints, uh, saints that have been saved for a while, and even older saints like myself, we need to be transforming our minds by the renewing, we need to be renewing our minds through the word of God. Hallelujah. That's how you renew your mind. That's how you get power over those spirits and power over the devil, by renewing your mind, changing your perception, changing your mind through the word of God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, the word of God is more powerful than anything. The Bible says how the world will seek, but one jot or one tittle of God's word will not fail but it will stand forever. The word is what will stand when nothing else will stand, when no one else will stand with you. And I've had that happen. I've had prominent, worldwide, internationally known men of God, powerful teaching men of God, that when I've been in some of their services and they've seen some things come against me, I have seen them literally Turn their back on me and walk away, not even so much as a prayer for me, not even so much as they're reaching out to God for me and asking God's strength or keep keeper, God. None of that. So when there's nobody there to stand for you, when there's nothing else there to stand for you, the Word of God will stand and bring you through. And that's what I you know what that particular day, it was something. When I had visited that conference, I had just gotten off of work, and my mom taught me, God bless my mother, she passed a couple of years ago, powerful woman of God, and she taught me, she said, Danielle, when you get off of work, you know, you get on your face and and get in prayer and tell God about the whole day and just talk to God about everything that happened. So that's what I did that particular day, which I would do. I got on my face and started praying. Then out out of my spirit, out of nowhere came, suffer not a witch to live. And, you know, it, it stunned me because I wasn't praying that prayer. I wasn't nowhere in that arena. I wasn't nowhere saying anything. It just came up out of my spirit. And then I seen a vision of a lattice, the lattice. And and my loins were girded about with the word of God as a lattice. So I get dressed and I go on to the conference and, you know, I'm not the,
1: but lo and
0: behold, my God, if there were witches and warlocks surrounding in that conference that day, oh, my God. I mean, they were positioned everywhere. Okay, so I get up, and they're going to block me. There were one on each side, and they were holding hands where I couldn't, you know, go through. This actually happened, listening to audience. So, Brother Francis, it's something that you would call me you know, and ask me to pray for you in this area, and like I said, when I was in prayer, the word of God, which is in the word, is in the Old Testament, Brother Francis, you Google, suffer not a witch or a warlock to live, but they shall die the death, that's the word of God, and that's what came up in me, so there's these two, you know, witches, and they're holding hands, Actually, it was a guy and a girl, a warlock and and a witch, and they were holding hands, blocking me from getting through. And I looked up at the pastor, and he, he, he literally turned his back on me and walked away. He didn't pray for me or anything. But because the power of prayer and the love of God and what God, like I said, God sits up high and looks down low. And he sees and knows all things. He knew what was going to happen. He envisioned me and everything and got me prepared. So there I go. I had to get on the other side. And I just started speaking in tongues and praying. I held my head down. And I went, and I mean, as soon as my gut hit their hands, they broke. Their hands just let go. And I was able to get through on the other side. And I remember one of them saying, he spoke to me looking dead in the eye. and He said, I'm a mirror. You know, and I'm like, but I thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost. I mean, I lifted my hand, my hand, and I laid my hands on that boy's head. And I started speaking in tongues. That thing backed up off of me. I mean, his eyes got big. <laughs> It ain't funny. His eyes got, he was like, like, where am I? He was like, it was like a wonder to him. But it was the power of God that rested within Sister Danielle. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost, for real, for real. Not the Holy Ghost where they say, they'll say, okay, confess this and you're born again. No, 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 no. That's not the Holy Ghost that I got. The Holy Ghost that I got, I was up at the, actually, I got the Holy Ghost at, uh, under a tent, tent revival. And I prayed, and, and I had to release some things to God and ask God to come in my heart and cry and care for the Holy Ghost and ask God to save me and to cleanse me. And the brother that prayed for me, he said, you got to let go of everything. You got to let go of it all. I was still holding on to something. And I said, God, I can't do it. And that's what I was holding on to. I was holding on to Danielle being able to handle everything because Danielle always had to take care of herself and my two children, you know, that I had as a young girl and God blessed me to have good jobs and stuff. So I always took care of myself and my family. I had to let that mind go. I had to let that spirit go of self-preservation and taking care of myself and letting God come in and take care of me. And when I just leave and just let it all go, Here came the Holy Ghost, filled and dwelling me with the evidence of speaking in tongues and the power that goes with it. And I just thank God for saving me and calling me out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And I thank God for Brother Francis from UK calling, and that he has got the victory, that old things have passed away, and that, behold, all things have become new, and all things are of, and our minds belong to Christ. Our minds, our will, our passions, our past, it all belongs to God. Because Jesus got on the cross. He didn't have to, but he got on the cross for our sins. Our sins back then, any sins, thoughts, iniquities hitting in our heart now, and any sins, thoughts, or iniquities, or doings that we may do in the future. Now, I'm not giving you the green light to go sin, think, bad thoughts, if you have some hidden iniquities, God is going to reveal that. But I'm not giving you the green light to say, go do that because we're under grace. The devil is a lie. Hallelujah. I am saying that if there is something that has happened, something that is happening, or God forbid, something that might happen that's not pleasing in God's eyesight, know that we have an advocate. K-N-O-W. Understand that we have an advocate. Jesus Christ, the righteous, on the right hand of God, ever interceding for us. Thank you, Jesus. And I just praise and I appreciate God. I actually didn't get to uh, my teaching that I wanted to do today, which is rendering, um, not rendering evil for evil, but counterwise blessings, which thereunto are we called. Excuse me. We're called unto blessings, God's people, the saints of God. We're called unto blessings, so we don't render evil for evil, but we counterwise bless the people. Excuse me. Oh, okay. So we don't, um, we don't, um, we don't render evil for evil. You know, we don't get in there and go tit for tat, things of that nature. That's fleshly. That's a carnal mind, and we know that the carnal mind is an enmity unto God, and it brings death. But the spiritual mind brings life and peace, and that's another reason why we need to get in the word of God, that our minds become spiritual, not religious, listening audience, not a lot lot of do's and don'ts and rules and regulations, but a uh, spiritual a relationship with Jesus Christ, they won't be rules and regulations it'll actually be a love that you'll want to do and a respect and an honor unto God because He first loved you, so you'll want to do right, you'll want to live right you'll want to please God, thank you jesus. it won't be you know um religion, but it'll be spiritual and spiritual minded as life and peace. So my teaching today, therefore, my teaching today was uh, was going to be on not rendering evil for evil. I've got about 20 minutes, so let me read that, <clears throat> read this. I said I was, but I think I'll go ahead and read it. I do have time still left. First uh, Peter 3, 9 through 11. This is the NIV uh, version, the New International Version. Do not repay evil with evil. All right, Brother Francis, I'm discerning, I'm I'm, I'm discerning, I'm feeling this might be for you, glory to God, if you're still listening, as well as the other saints of God. We do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary or opposite of, we repay evil with blessings because to this we were called so that we may inherit a blessing, okay? For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it, okay? Let me read that again whosoever would love life. If you love life, glory to God, and you want to see good days in your life, we have to keep our tongues from evil speaking. There again, I was uh, talking earlier about going and sharing. You're going for counsel, but you're actually speaking evil of that person. You need to keep your tongue from that and to keep our lips from being deceitful, deceitful speech, glory to God. We need to keep our lips from that. Hallelujah, but we need to, what we want, what we want to do, we want um, to have good fruits. We want to be satisfied with good fruits, okay? We must keep our tongue from evil and our lips from deceit. We must turn from evil, turn from doing evil thoughts, evil ways. No, we're not going to render evil for evil, and and we're going to do good. Hallelujah, we're going to bless them. Lord of God, that cursed us. We're going to love our enemies. We're going to do good to them that hate us. And we're going to pray for them which despitefully use us and persecute us. We are going to do good. Why? Because we want to see good days. Hallelujah. We want to love life and, and see good days. We're going to turn from evil and do good. And then we're going to seek peace and we're going to run after it we're going to pursue peace things that 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 bring peace about in our lives and peace in our situations and circumstances we're going to run after whatever that is i'm reminded glory to god i was talking with my cousin God bless my cousin Dana and cousin Estelle. Glory to God. They're in California. They're getting ready to go on their second trip to Israel. I asked and request that the prayers of the righteous go out for my family members and that their trip be prosperous and peaceful and they gain everything that God has for them. I'm reminded I called her. She called me <clears throat> and she was like, hey, cousin, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm okay. And um, there was a situation <clears throat> It reminds me of a commercial, but there was a situation that was going on. Glory to God! And um, how do I how do I uh, share this? Long story short, what brought peace? okay, so like I'm a wife, right? I have a husband, Pastor Wilson, and wives, part of our responsibilities will be to cook, you know, for our husbands and and keep house and all that. And I don't mind. I love to cook. I had an event to go to that morning, and he had wanted some oatmeal. Um, I was kind of running late and everything, and didn't have time (laughs) to fix the oatmeal. And there was a little conversation that he and I had about it. So, I, I said, okay, within myself, I'm I'm listening, and, and I'm being led by the Holy Ghost and letting the peace of God rest and rule in my heart and mind. And, you know, it just came to me to fix the oatmeal, fix the bowl of oatmeal, and, you know, just get to the event when I get there. And that's what I did. I fixed the bowl of oatmeal, and you talk about the peace and the love and the unity that it brought between my husband and I at that moment and I shared it with my cousin on how, you know, what, what took place in, and the victory, you know, is what I was sharing. Not the event, but the victory. And she said, How do you spell peace? And and she said, A bowl of oatmeal <laughs> You know, and it was so funny, it was cute. She powerful, powerful woman in God. She's written a book, writing another book, and it just it just runs in my family. Glory to God. I thank God. Lord Jesus. Um, So I pursued after peace, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost was causing me to seek it, and when when it found me, okay, it found me, what I needed to do, I ran after it, I pursued that peace, and that's exactly what it did, it brought peace in my family, peace between me and my husband and my home, and my cousin said, how do you spell peace? a bowl of oatmeal. And I tell you, it was just the greatest thing. So that testimony came to mind. Okay. Uh, King James Version, First Peter 3, 9 through 11, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise. Okay. Think of the clock that goes uh, around like one, two, three, Counterwise the other way. We're gonna go the other way and we're gonna bless him. We're gonna we're gonna send blessings. Hallelujah. Knowing that we are there unto code. We are there unto called unto blessings, not railing for railing. We're not called evil for evil. That's not what we're called and chosen for. We're called and chosen for the blessings from the Lord. So we're going to counterwise bring blessings into their life, so they can also because thereunto is where we're called. That's what's going to come into our life. That we should inherit a blessing. Glory to God. We're going to inherit a blessing because we're going to counterwise bless the people that are trying to do evil and railing and arguing. No, 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 no. Counterwise blessing. Humble yourself. Back up. Back up. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be patient and gentle and apt to teach. For he, and that's mankind, that's women, that's us too, for he that loved life and see good days, for he that will love life, and see good days, let him refrain, or keep keep the times back from, um, from evil, and let's refrain our lips that we speak no guile, sly or cunning intelligence, okay, so for those of you that and I'm going to put myself in that number because sometimes I can be like that. There again, I am not perfect. I'm striving for perfection. And that that you hear and that that you may discern is because of trial and tribulation and the plan and the will of God and me humbling myself and allowing God to break me and to make me and to mold me. And I thank God for it because I love God and he let me know that he loves me and everything he does for me is for my good. It don't feel good. It don't look good. It don't sound good. It don't smell good. But I know it's for my good because I know God loves me. Hallelujah. So I'll put myself in that number. And I'm not perfect, but I'm striving. Sly or cunning intelligence words, okay? We're going to be sly and snippy with our words and cunning, with our words, and you're really cutting somebody up, and you're really trying to make somebody sound bad or look bad, glory to God, you are not going to see good days with that. I'm going to tell you right now, your days and your soul and your spirit and your heart and your mind are going to be filled with junk. You're going to wonder why you're not feeling good, why you ain't got no peace, because of what you said. Thank you, Jesus. And the Bible tells us to keep our lips from speaking sly or cunning intelligence, because we're not called to that. We're not called to not feeling good. We're not called to our mind all in a daze and all in a fog because of what we've said or what we've done. Not God's people. We're called to blessings. Okay. Let him, which is mankind, eschew evil. You know, issue it. Oh, no, that's evil. I, I don't want to part of that. And do good. Let him, mankind, seek peace, okay? Seek those things that bring about peace. Let us revoke one another to good works, okay? Let's not revoke one another to uh, upset or getting frustrated or aggravated. Not the same thanks of God we're not to be doing that to our brothers and sisters one to another we're not to be provoking one another you know to uh, strife and contention you know someone has a sharp fuse and and they're working on it and God is working on them and you know they have a temper and you know that and you're going to provoke that person to have that temper you know and that sharp fuse to come out well God's going to get you because you know what you're doing don't do that we're to provoke one another to good work let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. We're going to seek peace. We're not going to seek the things that are going to, you know, bring about confusion and trouble and glory to God. And I'll put myself in that front line. I, I'm, I'm first in that line. Thank you, Jesus, to seek and to go after those things. Thank you, Jesus, that call for peace in my life. Okay, the Bible says we have to work out our own soul salvation. When I spoke earlier, I said when Jesus comes, he's coming for a church, not a building. We are the church without a spot, wrinkle, or blemish. So when God shows us things, when he brings people in our lives about things that he's not pleased with, we are to humble ourselves and to repent, ask God to forgive us, and to seek those things that are good. Seek peace and pursue after it. And I'm putting myself first in line safety. Excuse me. ERV, easy to read version. I have eight minutes left. There again, if you'd like to call in, the call-in number is 646-49-1068. 646- 649-1068. I pray thus far that I've said something that is encouraged, strengthened, delivered, cleansed, renewed, Encourage change. You know, I want to be an agent of change, and as I be an agent of change, as I yield my members to God, glory to God. I want to remember from whence I've come. I want to remember where my help comes from. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. My son, he spoke a word to me the other day concerning himself. He told God, he said, "Lord, when I be when I get amongst great people." because of his destiny and the calling that's upon his life, he said, Lord, don't let me get starstruck. You know, don't let me get to the place where I forget about you and forget that it was you that gave me strength to get well. It was you who called me to the place. I, too, pray that same prayer. That if God uses me and utilizes me, and I remember that it's not me myself, but it is God. It's the goodness of God and yes, I yield my numbers and yes I go through and yes, I walk out on faith and you know, I do what God is or attempt no, I do what God is calling me to do. But my mind, my perception, I wanted to always be giving God the glory and the honor always for my life. Do I know where I would be had it not been for grace and mercy? People say, oh, I don't know where I'd be had it not been for God. Yes, you do. You know exactly where you'd be. You know exactly what organization, what building, what ground, what graveyard, you know where you'd be, what hospital, what clinic, what state you'd be in. You know, I don't even say that i say, had it not been for God, i know where I would be. I don't ever, 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 ever in my little bitty mind think that I am doing it all on my own and that it is not the grace and the mercy and the goodness of God that has kept me this far and brought me to this way. Even when I say whatever I say, I don't even want it to have the tone of arrogancy and pride. I denounce and bind that spirit off of my life. That's something that I prayed against for years and years and years and years and years. You know, no pride and no arrogancy, God, that I walk in all humility of heart and mind. But there can come a time, glory to God, when God is using you and blessing you and doors open and favor and Great things are happening. And you forget. You forget. Glory to God. Hallelujah. From worship come. You forget that it's God. But it it's done this thing and now we ourselves. Holy, really, I had to repent for that four minutes. I don't mind being transparent. I don't mind sharing the goodness of the Lord because it is not I, it's God. And I don't want to help somebody. And God showed me quietly. It was a hidden iniquity. See, God knows our iniquities. That's in the Word, too. And the Bible says that God is good, and if it's any other thing, God will reveal. Our yays or yeas, or nays or nays, and if it's any other thing, you know, God will reveal. And he revealed unto me that it was, just, it was another thing that was working within me. And I was praying to oh my God, you know, why are the doors not opening? I could feel the fullness. I could feel the word, and I'm full, and I'm ready to deliver, and I'm ready to help, and minister, and teach, and preach, and, you know, go forth. And no why are the doors not opening? What is going on? Quietly, God is so loving and so, you know, he's such a gentleman. He cares for us so much. You know, he doesn't even want to bruise. You know, a broken flax, someone that's already broken and already broke down and already in trouble and already hurting and already in pain. God doesn't. He he, he's so gentle with us and so loving. He won't even. The Bible says that a broken flax. Will he not? Will he not break something to that effect? Uh, and he already knew, you know, because he came so gentle, and he showed me how I actually, even though I was saying it, I was telling people, you know, I'm ever so careful as to always give God all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. You know, that's what I would say with my lips, but my heart quietly it got hidden in my heart somehow in some way. Through God using me in the favor and the glory of God and the anointing of God resting upon me and the love that God had taught me through prayer and supplication and persecution. I went through fire. I went through hell. Glory to God to get the love that God has given me. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't get it on my own. I wasn't born with it. I had to go through to get it. Okay, but somewhere hidden in my heart excuse me, when I'm praying, God, open doors, open doors, God, use me, Lord, and I hear, you know, God's going to do great things with you. Just hold on. It's right around the corner. You know, your morning is right now. You know, springtime is right here. God is getting ready to open the door for you. I hear it. You know, I hear it. And I'm praying, God, why isn't the door open? And He showed me. In my heart, I really was looking to get the glory. Sister Danielle was really wanting to be the one not God, that they would say, oh, Sister Danielle, you preached such a good word. That was so powerful. Oh, that delivered me. Oh, that helped me. Oh, that cleansed me. And everybody, yeah, I got it. Everybody wants accolades and wants pats on the back. But your heart, okay, the heart, how is how is the heart feeling? What what kind of feeling are you having with that? It's okay to want, you know, people to like you and stuff. That's a normal, natural way to be, being a human, But if your heart is tangled up in that, and God is not first in your life, like at 97, of a surety that he gives all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor, he will not open one door. He won't do it. Because he says, my glory will I not give to another. He said he's not going to give his glory to any man. So is Danielle, quietly, and I didn't even know, oh, my gosh, listening audience and saints, when he revealed that, that was a hidden iniquity. It was hidden. Yes, yeah, 60 seconds. When he revealed that in my heart, oh, it smoked me. Oh, my gosh, it hurt me so bad. I didn't even know I had that in me. I didn't even know it was working in me. And there again, like I said, my son gave his testimony, how he prayed and asked God, you know, God, when you bring me before these great people, don't let me get starstruck but cause me to remember from whence I've come and that it was you, and not me, myself. So when he said that, there again, it was right on point, something God had shown me a few uh, weeks ago or a month or so ago, where I was at with my heart, okay? Not with the outward appearance, not with my lips, not with what I was saying, not with what I was writing, but with what I was actually living in my heart. Because what we say and what we really live, the real us really in our heart, i got 10 seconds, can be two different things. What we say and the way we really live in our hearts, what we really think and feel in our hearts, can unfortunately be opposites of what God wants, you know, how God wants us to be. So we want our heart and our mind going in the same direction in Jesus' name. My mind spoke, Lord, let your will be done, let you get the glory, the praise, and the honor. That's my heart, my mind. My heart was saying something else. My heart and my mind was not going in the same direction. So I thank God there again for his loving kindness toward me. I got to go. My time is up. You know, that's why I love God the way I do. That's why if you ever see me praising God and you see me praising God and shouting the word of God, that's why, because he loves me so much. He first loved me. Glory to God. And he did not have to call me out of darkness and into his marvelous light saved since 1985. Ain't always been perfect. He held on to me. There's times when I did not hold on to God. But he never let me go. He was always there with me. And I thank God for it. Listen, I pray for your family. Glory to God. I pray that God watch over you as you travel on the highways and byways. I plead the blood of Jesus over your life, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Glory to God. I pray for your mind, that God cover your mind, the blood, the blood, that we renew our minds. Glory to God in the word of God, that we get our minds renewed by us getting in the word. I pray your finances increased. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, that you have good health, that your children are protected in school. Find pedophile spirits over their lives right now in the name of Jesus. Until next Teaching Tuesday, September the 5th, God bless you. Be encouraged. Be blessed to be a blessing. I love you with the love of the Lord. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you, and I'll talk with you next week. Bye-bye. This is the good news of the glorious gospel with evangelist, first lady, teacher, student of the word of God, Danielle Wilson. Be encouraged. God is still on the throne. Bye-bye.